There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host tonight. And with me in the studio is a bit of a plonker by the name of Tony Kerr. Hey. How's it going, Tony? Yeah, good, thanks, good. You ready for this? You pumped up? Yeah, buzzing. Some podcast action? Yeah. I'll tell you what, we talk a lot on this show about how both you and I are late for things all the time and always rushing i mean you more than me but um but me to some extent as well just stressed because we're always late for things rushing around we arranged to do this at five o'clock i rang the buzzer for your flat at five o'clock exactly so i'm just looking for some credit here really it's so. a bloody good effort and actually neither of us seem that stressed <laughs> it, make, it makes a difference doesn't it yeah miracle i mean it is a sunday you know, it's a day of traditionally less stress. You yeah. know, some, sometimes we've tried to like schedule podcasts in on like a Tuesday lunchtime, which is very difficult to do. Yeah, between meetings with the board and, and things, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a full-time gig, just all the kind of corporate paperwork that we have to do for the <laughs> podcast. It's quite difficult to find time to actually record. It's ironic. Mm. Well, anyway, you've got a lot of cricket to talk about tonight. Everyone's waiting, Tone, to hear us to hear us deliver our capital V verdict uh, on this week's test match in Ghoul. We might have to talk about Virat Kohli again as well. Are you up for that? Again? Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> what, should we make a start? Yeah, go on, let's get in. Um, yeah, so uh, if you'll cast your mind back to the top of the show, you might remember that I mentioned that there's been a test match in Ghoul this week uh, as England's test series in Sri Lanka got going. And believe it or not, Tone, England won it. So England won the toss, a good toss to win, and batted first, but they were in all sorts of trouble on the first morning when they were 103 for five before lunch. But Ben Folkes into the side on debut with a quite astonishing century, 107 from 202 balls. That was a bit of a rescue act along with Sam Curran and later Adil Rashid uh, to get England up to 342, and that looked like a very good score Sri Lanka, in reply, were bowled out for 203, with Moeen Ali taking four wickets. So England had a very healthy lead, and they extended it confidently. Keaton Jennings, with his second test century, he finished 146 not out, as England declared on 322 for six. So another very good score. Set Sri Lanka 462 to win. That was always going to be impossible. They had to bat two days to save the game, so you thought, you know, there's only one winner from here. But that being said, you know, with the prospect of rain and everything, you never know when the rain might arrive. They might have thought that they, you know, that with a bit of luck, they could get out with a draw. Uh, but England chipped away regularly. Another four wickets for Moeen Ali. Jack Leach with three wickets as well. As Sri Lanka were bowled out for 250 to give England a very comprehensive win by 211 runs. 
So that's England's first win away from home tone for more than two years since the first test in Bangladesh in October 2016. They've played 13 tests in between uh, without a win and, and 10 of those were defeats, uh, which is their longest ever winless run overseas. And it does set them up, obviously, with still two tests to go. But, you know, having won the first test, it does set them up with a very good chance of winning uh, their first test series in Sri Lanka for 18 years. And actually, you know, I've kind of touched on this already, but something worth pointing out, not a single delivery was lost to rain in this match, which, you know, given the build-up, the ODI series and the fact that <laughs> the warm-up games were more or less washed out, a lot of rain in the days leading up to it, uh, the fact that there were no rain delays at all uh, was pretty extraordinary. What did you make of this then, Tony? I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed this game. <laughs> this is probably not the place to start, but it looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. Gaul is just one of the best grounds in the world, isn't it? And it, it just it was just very enjoyable to watch that scene on my television. You do wonder why we're not there. Well, you sent me a message yeah. to that effect. Did we miss a trick yeah. in not going to Sri Lanka? <sighs> no, it did, it, as you say, it looked spectacular. I mean, a great crowd in... Uh, you know, on both sides, obviously a decent Barmy Army presence. Uh, it just looked like a proper cricket match. Uh, fans kind of hanging off the ramparts as well. Yeah, with the fort. I think I think it was a great start to to the Test series for sure. And in terms of the England victory, I mean, how how significant a victory do you think this was? What did you what did you make of England's performance? It was really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, we spoke ahead of the the series about. You know, it's obviously not a classic Sri Lankan team. Uh, although saying that, you know, England you know, obviously have been struggling away from home, particularly in you know the subcontinent. So, yeah, I, I think overall it's a really positive result. Uh, you know, interesting. You know, you use the word significant there. I know Bayliss, uh, you know, sort of said after the game that it's kind of the, the start of, of Joe Root's team really now. This, which is interesting, obviously with Cook uh, bowing out, you know, a few new faces in there. There is a sense, potentially, oh, I mean, it's early days, isn't it? You know, one win does not make a, a sort of a dynasty. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a really positive step in the right direction for Joe Root and that team. Uh, you know, there's still lots of question marks, but there's sort of good question marks going into the second test. I'm sure we'll come on to those uh, in a moment. But yeah, really, really positive stuff. It's interesting. You, you wonder if that's a little revealing about the kind of dynamics that were in the team over the last couple of years with, you know, obviously going back into the ranks after after giving up the captaincy and whether his presence was a problem for Root. I'm sure it was nothing in intentional on the part of Alistair Cook. It's tough to imagine, you know, that he's the kind of personality that it would have been intentional. But, you know, you do just wonder whether, as you say, did Root really feel like it was his team with the players still looking to Cook, even subconsciously to some extent? Or, you know, there was just a kind of shadow over Joe Root, whereas, yeah, now maybe... Um, it does kind of free him up a little bit to to be his own man. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, there hasn't been an immediate sort of upswing in certainly in one match terms in Root's form with the bat. I mean, it, he did look good uh, in the first innings. He started really well, but you know, how many times has he done that in the last few years? And obviously, went cheaply in the second innings. But uh, but yeah, there, there was a sort of good. There was lots of good vibes around. Definitely, definitely good vibes. Yeah, yeah that's a good word. And also, I thought tactically, he had a pretty good game. As well in uh, in the field, sort of rotating his his bowlers, rotating his spinners, and yeah, just generally from England. I mean, I thought it was a it was a very impressive recovery actually from a hundred for five on the first morning. I mean, again, you sent me a message, just an upside down smiley face uh, with a picture of the scorecard at lunch. I didn't set my alarm on the first morning because I thought 
it's definitely going to rain. And I was wrong about that. Yeah, woke up, checked the score. It was lunch, you know, whatever it was, 100 so for five. And I just thought, oh, God's sake, here we go again. So actually to recover from that, I mean, it was so frenetic, the batting on that first morning. It did seem like they were trying to score far too quickly. And they actually said before and afterwards that that had been the plan, that they were going to go out there and try and, you know, and try and keep things moving. Uh, but they seem to learn their lesson from it and actually, you know, really kind of knuckled down after that and batted much more sensibly for the remainder of the match. I, mean, I think it's just, it was a very satisfying win, wasn't it, from an, from an England fan's perspective. I mean, for me, I still would have preferred a close game, <laughs> something we've talked about a lot. Like, just haven't been very many close test matches. There were a couple in that India series and people got so excited about them because I think they're so rare now. So there's still that because this was, again, a very one-sided test match. And you still look at the England team and think there are issues there that haven't been resolved. You particularly look at the batting order. I mean, it's just a very weird team, isn't it, on the face of it? And also, and we'll come on to this, but it has perhaps flagged up some some deeper concerns about the state of Sri Lankan cricket. But as England fans, I think you've got to drink this in because I say it is two years since they last won a test away from home. They've now got a great chance to win a series in the subcontinent, which is something that happens almost never. You know, we gave them a very hard time for the way that they played last winter in Australia and New Zealand, for they played in India two years ago. And rightly so, we gave them a hard time. But, you know, they deserve to enjoy their celebrations now. You know, credit where it's due. This was a good performance and they, you know, they deserve all the praise they're getting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, you mentioned the batting order, obviously, Moeen going in at three in the first innings and getting, getting out first ball, uh, you know, doesn't fill you with confidence. But then, you know, he, he did make a fantastic contribution with the ball uh, throughout the match. So, in fact, England, England spinners, I think, took 16 wickets, didn't they? Leach and Rashid. I mean, Rashid had an interesting yeah. match with the ball. He pulled some absolute dross yeah. and some phenomenal deliveries. Uh, but yeah, cr- I mean, cracking stuff all round uh, from those guys with the ball. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, it was interesting, actually, some of the other sort of noises out the camp afterwards, you know, perhaps just something we've talked about before, but seeing these kind of tours as a squad or even in the England team as a whole as a as a squad effort rather than, a, you know, you've been dropped and obviously broad making way in this test. Uh, going into the next one, it'll be interesting to see how they manage it with Bairstow and there are question marks. But yeah, the batting order is interesting. I know there was some talk of uh, Butler potentially batting at three as well. Stokes has even been mentioned mm. now as a potential number three, which is really just, it's very different thinking to what you would traditionally... <laughs> well, it is. But that actually, that kind of um, plays into what you're saying about, you know, it being a squad game. And, and maybe, I mean, like for me, as a kind of, uh, you know, uh, an old-fashioned square, uh, <laughs> like I I want five specialist batsmen, an all-rounder, a wicketkeeper, and four bowlers. Like, that's that's what I want because that's what I grew up with expecting. You are Mr. Formula when it comes to cricket. <laughs> that's the makeup of every team I've ever picked on international cricket captain. You know, that's that's what I want. And so it does make me uneasy to see so many all-rounders in the team, so many players who think their best position is batting somewhere between number six and number eight. But yeah, what you're saying about like, it's a squad game. Actually, the at the end of the day, it's just about finding a way to win. And if England, if England are scoring enough runs through 40s, 50s and 60s from everybody from three to eight, do you know what I mean? Like if, if, if Sam Curran's bailing them out from number eight, in a way, like there's a big part of me that thinks, well, that shouldn't be 
how you do it. But if you're getting the job done, I mean, what does it matter? Well, it seems to happen every time. And, you know, once again, that first innings, yeah, was a, was a bailout job from the, the bottom half, wasn't it? And, and they do it so well. So, yeah, what's the issue? I mean, yeah, it doesn't really matter what happens. You know, keep, the, keep Joe Root in the team. He doesn't really need to score any runs. They, I still wonder what will happen when they come up against a genuinely good bowling attack. And to some extent, they did against India. But, you know, when Australia are in England next year, if it is Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, you do just wonder, because it, it can't happen every time that Curran bails them out. But, you know, I suppose it's a case of cross that bridge, etc. And... Etc, etc, etc. Thanks for coming. And, uh, and yeah, that, at the moment, they're getting the job done and, you know... I mean, yeah, there's Fair still a lot of uncertainty about the, the top order for England. I mean, j- j- yeah, brilliant innings from Jennings. Uh, was it 146? Is it 146? Yeah, 146, not out. 146, not out, yeah, in that second innings. Uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. And obviously, he hadn't made a century since his first uh, test innings. Brilliant stuff. You know, that said, he did look very, uh, very wobbly in England this summer. But there's going to be some uncertainty, yeah, as you say, when England do come to face Australia kind of regardless of what Jennings does over the winter, there's going to be some uncertainty, I think, going into that series. You know, when you look at the rest of the, if yeah, if Moeen's still sticking around at number three without doing much, I mean, it doesn't, you, you don't get the, the feeling he's going to have many more chances there hmm. at the moment. I mean, I'm not bringing up Australia, you know, in the way that people often bringing up Australia as though, like, it, the only thing that matters is the ashes. But that is the next challenge on the horizon where you think England are, going to come up against a world-class bowling attack and for Jennings in particular that's going to be the real kind of litmus test isn't it because we already knew that he was a good player of spin he's such a good sweeper he scored that 100 in India two years ago where he's failed has been in England against the ball moving around against the South African bowlers against the Indian bowlers this summer so in a sense you know you know we haven't hashtag learned anything from this knock but all he can do is score runs against the bowlers he's facing in the conditions that he's faced with he can't do any more than that at the moment and it will be a big boost to his confidence and it you know and I'm I'm just really pleased for him because he he seems like a really good guy yeah it's 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 not not good news is it when <laughs> when when he scores 100 like that by the way i figured out who he looks like i actually sent you this message and you you didn't reply so i don't think you were interested but i don't know if i mentioned this on the show but for the last like well, ever since he came into the team, I was just, like whenever I'm watching Jennings bat or in the field or whatever, there's my mind is just like working furiously because he looks like somebody and I can't work out who it is. Uh, but I have worked out who it is. It's Beaker from the Muppets. Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty spot on, isn't it? <laughs> it's the kind of you know he's got quite a tall head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it and yeah, it's all there, isn't it? The eyes, the tall head. I mean, I don't know whether that's a compliment, but I was suddenly like ah. Beaker. I'm not really like I don't really know a huge amount about the Muppets. You're not a Muppet guy. No. I was gonna, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find which Muppet you look most like. You've always reminded me of Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> That's it. You could who's that one? Walter, maybe. <laughs> I don't know who Walter is. <laughs> Surely I'm Kermit the Frog, if I'm anyone. Like the hero. No, you're you're Walter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we could both be Statler and Waldorf, maybe. You've got a hint of Scooter about you. Tops the list of 12 worst Muppets ever. <laughs> I'm not Scooter, come on. Kermit the Frog. Welcome to the uh, World Cricket Show. 
Um, Snufflepaggers. Well, I'll let you continue to look up Muppets while I maybe talk about Ben Folks. Yeah, crack on. Did you notice that um, Michael Atherton kept calling him Ben Stokes on commentaries? <laughs> it is confusing. It's not just the Stokes Folks rhyme. They're both called Ben. I mean, you know, we just need Wokes to come back in and then we're really away. Sebastian Folks. I mean, that- Stokes Folks Wokes. That, we're not far away from that, are we? I, th- I think that probably will, that will happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, Folks was was man of the match uh, after a very impressive debut. I've been wanting him in the side for quite a while, Tone. If you remember, I was calling for him to be picked for the Ashes last year. Do you remember that? I think you've been back and edited in, <laughs> Folks. I've doctored it. Yeah. You're accusing me of uh, doing a Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. Well, I won't have that. Scooter from the Muppets is one thing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, quite another. No, I, I've always, I've always liked the look of him, and one of the things I really like the look of him for is that I don't know if that's a good sentence. Is that he, he just he looks so composed. Like he seems like he has the the temperament for Test cricket, and certainly in this game that came through, didn't it? He, he just he looked like he'd been playing Test cricket forever. His keeping was so assured. I thought lots of. There was a couple of stumpings went there. Good work on the run out to to, to uh, remove Herath for the the, the winning moment, um, and some some very nifty takes off the spinners as well. There was one particular moment on the fourth morning, so in Sri Lanka's second innings, when uh, a Rashid Googly kind of took off and went down leg, and folks read it off the pitch and dived to his left and and pouched down. I thought, you know, I just thought to myself, wow. That's some. Uh, I, I said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> I thought that Spat was about your cereal out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was really that was kind of next level stuff, and uh, yeah, it was very very impressive. But actually, even more impressive than his keeping was his batting. You know, coming in at a, a really difficult moment, as we say, England hundred for five, and rescuing his team uh, with what was a very patient, a very disciplined knock, and and yeah, deservedly getting hundred. I mean, it's quite weird. So we're in quite a weird situation now where I'm much more excited when someone comes into the England team and plays in innings like that uh, than I am when someone comes in and biffs it about. Like the sort of the swashbucklers are 10 a penny now, aren't they? Mm. But someone who can come in and actually knuckle down and play forward defensives and, and is prepared to bat time, that is actually quite rare and we need to cherish that. And so I, I get actually excited by someone playing a, a back foot defence. <laughs> Well, that innings was, you know, well-deserved man of the match kind of in. Uh, yeah, as you say, that the, the glove work was great as well, but that innings pretty much won England the match, didn't it? Uh, well, it certainly set up the yeah. win, didn't it? Yeah, it created the opportunity to win. Got things going in the right direction. And uh, yeah, I think you're, you're spot on there. As you say, no shortage of swashbucklers. And I don't know, again, it's early days. It's one match, but uh, you could see, you could definitely see folks betting in there and, and with the swashbucklers around him, that, you know, that really takes England's sort of middle low order on again you know where it leaves Johnny Bairstow mm. you know clearly Bairstow's a, a fantastic fantastic talent with the bat and probably you know warrants his spot in the team on that alone so he probably doesn't have too much to worry about but it, it, I suppose it's just it, yeah it's a good problem to have for England yeah I mean uh, the, the the problem right at this moment is that because England have uh, you know sort of need or seem to need or seem to want so many bowlers in the team for these conditions because they want three spinners and three seamers for these two remaining matches in Sri Lanka it's hard to see where how Bairstow fits in because there's actually only three specialist batsmen one of them is Joe Root 
one of them is Keaton Jennings, who's just scored 100, and the other one is Rory Burns, and it would be quite harsh to drop him after one game, although they may do that. But then that does mean that Bearsley would probably have to open the batting, which isn't ideal either. So, and well, to be What about f- Butler? I, yeah, you're right, actually. Butler is a four-specialist batsman, but he's been England's best batsman this year. And Bearsley hasn't scored a lot of runs this year. He's actually not had a very good year, in test cricket at least. For that reason, I would almost be prepared to say just, you know, let Bearsley have the rest of the series off. I mean, there's... And there's no need injured. to rush him back. Yeah. Exactly, he's injured, so or has been injured. And there's, there, I mean, there is uncertainty as to whether he is fit enough anyway, mm. or he's he's kind of ready. Well, he's probably ready, but there's no need to rush him. No, in. and England are one 0 up. There's no need to do anything desperate. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't change that team to be honest. But yeah, I certainly think Folks has it is only one game, but he's he's surely showed enough to to give him a, a long go as England's wicketkeeper now. I think it, I really do think it improves the team quite a lot. Well, he's simply undroppable after that match. And yeah, there's an opportunity in the next two, definitely, to, to take things on. And then you, you go into the West Indies series. Well, we're looking for too far ahead. But yeah, for now, for Candy, he stays, yeah. I mean, actually, having said, like the, the, the there's so many swashbuckers around and it's very exciting when someone comes in and, and isn't someone like that. Actually, in the second innings, he showed that he's more than capable of doing that as well. Um, with three sixes got England moving as they were they were trying to set up that declaration. So he is very capable of doing that, uh, but also more than capable of uh, of bedding in and, and playing in a disciplined way. And yeah, his, his strike rate in that first innings was 52. Jennings' strike rate in the second innings was also 52. And yeah, that, that, to, me, that to me is what's exciting now. What about the bowling? I mean, we, we've, we've touched on it a little bit. As you say, the spinners took 16 out of the 20 wickets. They, actually, the 20 wickets that England took uh, yeah, it was were for a combined 453 runs. So it was, you know, so actually you've got to say that's one of their best bowling performances overseas for a very long time. Moeen, we've mentioned, he picked up four wickets in each innings. Is that is that the best he's bowled away from home, would you say? I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for you to specifically mention if you like go through each one of his performances and decide whether it's better or worse. But, you know, that 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 was a really great effort, wasn't it? Yeah, eight wickets in the match. You know, and after getting out to a first baller in the first innings, yeah, you, know, you know, I guess there's probably internally a sense of of pressure to perform them with the ball, and he de- and he definitely did it. Yeah, he bowled some bowled some cracking stuff, and you know, kept. Yeah, obviously, it was a mammoth total uh, for Shrankar to chase, but but Moen kind of you know alongside Leach and and Rashid, but Moen particularly kept chipping in, didn't he, and mm. and, and and kept whipping out you know, the, the Sri Lanka batsmen when they looked like they might just be settling. Yeah, and I think it was, it was not just in terms of the results, like in terms of the number of wickets he took, but he actually just bowled better, putting more flight on the ball, getting more dip, bowling a bit slower. I, I think that's the crucial point, what you're saying about him bowling alongside Rashid and Leach. You, you, you do get the sense that he performs a lot better when he's not the only spinner. And actually, since coming back into the team in the summer, when he's been brilliant after such a disastrous winter last year in all the tests he's played well it's not that many what is it now four or something since he came back in he's always had Rashid in the team as well and now Leach as a third spinner I mean it just takes the spotlight off him it takes the heat off him it's it's not all up to Moeen to deliver as as the spinner he can just you know do his thing chip away as you say um if he's having a bad day Root can just take him out of the attack put Rashid or Leach on instead. It really kind of alleviates the pressure on him and he seems to enjoy that. 
What that means for England in the long term, I don't know because they're not always going to want to play two spinners um, or, or certainly not three spinners. But again, at least for the moment, that is a good thing and it's building up his confidence again. And yeah, as you say, he's always had Rashid. Now the addition of Leach. I thought Leach bowled superbly, just so accurate, like that really kind of constant nagging line and length. And that that is maybe what England need or what they've been lacking. Like Moeen's done that to some extent, but is not as consistent. You know, just, just a spinner who can actually just drop it on a line and length bowl dry and build up pressure that way and that you know England just weren't able to do that in India two years ago both Moeen and Rashid were going at what four plus runs and over I mean Leach here bowled 38 overs for 101 runs but um and and produced a couple of magic balls oh, as well yeah the ball to get rid of Chandamal was just perfection wasn't it ball of the century yeah almost <laughs> it's, it's about the 15th ball of the century yeah, it's a busy century yeah <laughs> uh, but no it, it was just kind of uh, yeah it's one of those it's just you kind of watch it about 10 times and it's just it gets better every yeah. time it was a ripper yeah it's almost a shame isn't it that 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 india series well on the basis of one test anyway it's a shame that 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 the india series sort of came when it did i don't know you mean you the, f- the series in india exactly you feel like yeah i don't know Certainly on the evidence, again, of one test match yeah. against a, you know, a not-classic Sri Lanka team. Yeah, the, 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 there's enough positivity in there to suggest that, that England might be heading towards something more productive yeah. in these conditions. They've maybe got it figured out a bit better. They've got more of a plan than they had two years ago. But then you, you, you do still look at the batting lineup and wonder, against India and India, yeah, could they put enough runs on the board? I don't know. Yes, uh, the, the batting lineup is is the question, isn't it? And particularly the batting order. But bowling-wise, anyway, just the addition of Leach, I think, is is massive for that. But it, it does feel like they've got more of a plan. They've got, you know, Stokes bowling short bursts um, of, of, you know, bowling bounces and stuff. And he bowled really well as well. And, you know, the fact they weren't afraid to leave Broad out because Curran fits into that plan a bit better. You know, it, it seems like they've more thought or more sensible thought is behind some of these decisions than it than it was two years ago. But as you say, it is one test match. Uh, so yeah, very much uh, feet on the ground. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, you mentioned Sri Lanka, you know, maybe not a classic Sri Lanka side. Yeah, I think, in, you know, in, in years to come, they're not going to look back too fondly at this game. Didn't really get anywhere near England. But any opportunities they did have, they squandered, you know, particularly uh, on that first morning. I mean, England recovered well. You've got to give England credit for them, folks, particularly credit for the way they they responded. But th- that was a, an opportunity to get into the game and they they let it slip. 
And then with the bat, you know, it was, it was pretty reckless batting at times. And in England's second innings, I mean, the bowling just looked a bit toothless. I, I, they are really going to miss Rangan Herath, aren't they? And, uh, you know, they in some ways they missed him already in this game. Like he, it did seem like maybe a game too far or, you know, he's 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 he clearly wasn't the threat that he once was. But yeah, he's 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 just such a loss, and he bowing out now at age forty, with four hundred thirty three Test wickets in his briefcase. It's a shame that he didn't get uh, one. He's probably, and he's old enough to still have a briefcase. Well, not only is he old enough to have a briefcase, but he needs one for work. Like, are you aware of this? He's off now to work in a bank. Okay. Not and uh, yeah, are you not aware? Of I'm glad you're not aware of this because I was not aware of this. I say he's off to work in a bank. Off to is the wrong expression. He's just going to continue working in a bank he's been working in a bank his entire career he's he's like a part-time international cricketer like he gets time off from his job to go and play cricket that's phenomenal i did not know that <laughs> he's been working for sampath bank since he was about 20 years old i think that's awesome yeah he has to like get it cleared with hr to go and play cricket i just think that's fantastic that kind of adds to the legend of of Hera. you know that in the off season he's just there going into work, doing a bit of photocopying. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, as I say, uh, ending now with 433 test wickets, it is a shame that he didn't get one or two more because he, he finishes one short of Capital Dev. Um, and yeah, at the moment, he's joint eighth with Stuart Broad. I mean, you may as well carry on. Come on. You may as well see out the series. Well, because after Capital Dev, there's quite a big gap yeah. to Courtney Walsh. But uh, yeah, if you you know you think if Harris plays one more game, just picks up two more. I mean, he's he's currently joint eighth with Stuart Broad, but you know you've got to imagine Broad's going to go above and say so he'll he'll finish uh, ninth. Although again, actually Dale Stain is is creeping up on him, but he should still stay top ten for quite a while. A phenomenal cricketer. We talked about him last time, but just a you know just a a legend and uh, going to be a huge loss to Sri Lanka. It's just hard to see how they replace him. I mean, Dilruan Pereira bowled well and he he took what five wickets in the first innings but i mean but he's 36 i mean they've just they've got a very big job on their hands to replace herath and there's kind of problems everywhere you look isn't there because it's very hard to see where the runs are coming from chandimal's been ruled out of the second test now as well you know we talked in the preview about the kind of the lack of of big names lack of experienced names or that he is one but just just another uh, another name dropping out it does feel like a bit of a worrying moment for sri lankan cricket turn i mean that sort of that conveyor belt of talent keeping all these fantastic cricketers coming through does just seem to have gummed up a little bit and you know maybe the the quality is just not quite there at the moment is it is it you know there's there's something slightly analogous to uh west indies in the late 90s when you know this thing that we thought would never end of uh this quite small nation or collection of nations in the case of west indies punching way above their weight you know, it, that just seemed natural, seemed the norm. And now you suddenly think, ah, uh, where are these players going to come from? So that is maybe one reason why, yeah, as England fans, we should keep our feet on the ground regarding this victory. But then having said all of that, you know, maybe we ought to keep some perspective about the Sri Lanka side as well. It is only one game. This thing, you know, Sri Lanka did thrash South Africa at home a, a couple of months ago. There's still a lot of cricket left to play. So, you know, maybe maybe we ought to keep our powder dry before we right off Sri Lanka completely yeah I mean I guess certainly for the West Indies you know you, the the competing forces of other sports perhaps have played you know pretty sizable role in that also that the the stuff with the boards and the just the the remuneration perhaps that you know of cricket compared with other sports potentially makes it less appealing 
I don't know what the situation would be in Sri Lanka. I don't know whether there are, that, that, there's that same pressure from other competing forces. Yeah, and from other from other so sports. So maybe I mean, it is yeah. just mm. slightly more cyclical. I mean, yeah, when you look at the players that that lit up Sri Lanka for you know the greatest players, you know that they, they yeah potentially once in a generation kind of stuff. So it's it, it's possibly harsh to to be too down on it at the moment. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like it, it's tempting to think oh because it happened this way in this previous case i.e. for the west indies it will therefore happen in this way for sri lanka but sri lanka population is quite a bit bigger than the population of the caribbean as you say there's maybe not those other sports competing for attention it doesn't have to play out that way at all and it could just be as you say it just could be a slight lull at the moment it could be that some of these players will go on to have um, outstanding careers but are just still finding their feet at the moment people like Kusal Mendes so yeah we we ought to reserve judgment certainly until the end of the series uh, but it was a it was a somewhat disheartening performance in this game anyway so on to Candy then Tone for the for the second test which starts on Wednesday what do you reckon then we both predicted one all for this series after that first game is, is that still the way you see it or, or were England impressive enough that the equations changed a little bit in your mind. Yeah, I think potentially, you know, you'd think the top order will have more of a say, well, we'll, well you know, we'll have a say at some stage in this series for England. So, uh, and, you know, based on how well England bowled and that, you know, that, that, that kind of the, the three piece of, uh, of Moeen, Rashid, Leach. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot for England to be positive about. Still chance of rain, I guess, around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, based on that first performance, I think you have got to make England uh, f- going forward strong favourites to take the series at least two nil. Mm. But we'll see. I do think that's probably the case, but I'm I'm going to stick to my guns at one all because I think if you if you make a prediction and then change it, you're weak. That's a bit strong. <laughs> uh, I don't know though. I think it makes you a weak man. But have you seen enough after? If you don't change. Well, I watched The Darkest Hour last night. What was the quote? In that? If, you know, mm. if you don't, people who don't change their mind don't change anything. Is that the quote? I think it might be a Churchill quote or something yeah. like that. Those who don't change their mind don't change anything. So you, you're so comparing you yourself to Churchill. Well, is that what it's, we're approaching that now. <laughs> Many yeah. people have said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many people, Churchill. Yeah. So, But you've seen enough from that first test to think that Sri Lanka will win a test. Well, that's difficult to say. You've turned the tables on me there, Tony. Yeah, I have. I'll put you under pressure. To be fair, they could well win a test. You wouldn't put it past this England batting lineup to crumble at least once. And if they're bowled out for 140, you know, on the first day in Candy, it's going to be very tough from there. But I, really, I just want a good game. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this game in Gaul because of the ground, uh, because of how good it looked. But also, it was it, like it was one-sided, but it was very absorbing, wasn't it? And and then as an England fan, it was it was very enjoyable because for all the things we said, it's satisfying to see them win away from home after such a long time. If the second test is equally one-sided and the series is over, that will start to feel a little bit disappointing for me, I think. So I I just want good test cricket. That's all I want for Christmas, Tane. And I hope we get it. That's a simple request. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot going on in the cricket world. I think maybe we'll touch on the women's World T20 at some point in the next couple of weeks. On the next, well, the next episode. Mm. It's only just started, hasn't it? But I see the uh, the Sri Lankan uh, rain claiming England's first match. So even even on the other side of the world, 
Right. I was going to say, it's not in Sri Lanka, no, is no, it? It's in the West Indies. It, yeah, England, Sri Lanka. For, yeah, no, no ball bowled in that. Must be, a, must be a really disappointing way to start a tournament. It's just a lot. When of, you're fired up and then your first game gets abandoned. It's just a lot of rain around. Time, yeah. Oh, Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Back with more next time, I guess. Yeah. You, I'll leave you to say that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Much like Nirashan Dick Weller appealing for an LBW, this episode of the World Cricket Show has been an explosion of enthusiasm that stony faces and negative reviews can do nothing to quell. Uh, but it's time to bring it to an end. Tone, have you had fun tonight? It's been good. Do you want to talk about Virat Kohli very quickly? Go on. So, well, you alerted me to this story. You sent me the link. I think you've just got a Google alert for Kohli. Yeah, now, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, so shall I? I'll just quickly run through this article from BBC News. Virat Kohli causes uproar with Leave India comment. India cricket captain Virat Kohli is embroiled in controversy after lashing out at a cricket fan who said he preferred English and Australian batsmen to Indian players. I don't think you should live in India. Go and live somewhere else, Kohli told him in a video recording. He was responding to messages during the launch of his mobile app on Monday. The video went viral and prompted a torrent of criticism against Kohli on social media. He responded to the backlash by saying he was all for freedom of choice, adding, I guess trolling isn't for me, guys. I'll stick to getting trolled. In the video, Kohli is seen reading out a message from a cricket fan who described him as an overrated batsman. He also said he enjoyed watching batsmen from English and Australian teams rather than the current team. Uh, so Cody said in his response why are you living in our country and loving other countries I don't mind you not liking me but I don't think you should live in our country and like other things so yeah it's a weird story really Tone stupid uh, utterly stupid I mean we're giving it more airtime <laughs> we're giving it the oxygen of publicity we are, and that is huge oxygen <laughs> it's huge uh, it's just stupid isn't it I mean if you watch the video it's clunky banter but it, it, you know he's just basically just you know teasing he's he's attempting to make a joke isn't he yeah. quite obviously it's, it's not, not a very good not, joke well, it's not like it's not brilliantly delivered yeah but it is uh it's light-hearted uh i just did, did yeah, the article i mean I, yeah i was then enraged by that article well, so the backlash <laughs> to the article for me was more important than the backlash to or not the article sorry that particular article the yeah the the, the backlash to the backlash the backlash to the story yeah the backlash to the backlash to the story annoyed me so you're no, now I'm, I'm launching part a backlash, of the backlash to a backlash yeah. to the backlash just ridiculous though like what <sighs> poor people who have to write this stuff well i think i said to you like you sent me the link and i think as i sent it said to your message any news article that includes the phrase i can't remember what it actually is but like social media users have been weighing in you know <laughs> like i'm just not interested at that point yeah shouldn't be not allowed. a story yeah no, it's true. That, that it is a. It's true. That it's a, it's a good point. That sort of backlash has just become a, like a. It's like become a, an important thing for people to report. It just doesn't make any sense. It's mm. nonsense. Yeah, is like it, backlash is just not a great story, is it? Less backlash. No, but backlash to backlash. That's that's big, and that's the kind of thing that we ought to report. Yeah, that's on. what we're in the business of. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it was nonsense. Yeah, all right. Well, we can, we can leave it there, but I just thought we should mention it because yeah. it's been quite a big story in, in the cricketing world this week. All right, well, yeah, that, that does bring us to an end. We're going to be back soon uh, to talk about more, more cricket, particularly the rest of the series in Sri Lanka. And we'll be focusing on some of the other cricket that's been going on around the world, as well as, you say, Tone, the uh, Women's World T20 uh, underway in the West Indies. Uh, so lots to talk about there. And the Australian summer is uh, is starting up in earnest. We've already had a a couple of eventful ODIs 
against South Africa. Um, so yeah, we'll be back soon. But between now and then, if you enjoy the World Cricket Show and you want to get more involved, we're on social media. Social media users can weigh in with what they think on Facebook at facebook.com slash cricket show, on Twitter at cricket show, on Instagram at world cricket show, because uh, somebody stole the at cricket show handle and has never posted a picture. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> it's got zero, no followers and no posts, but we couldn't have it. I think about it every night. Um, So yeah, we're on all those platforms. Uh, And if you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can support us financially on Patreon at patreon.com slash cricket show. Just pledge a regular sum uh, to help keep us afloat. But another great way of supporting us is uh, is to leave us a rating or even better, a review on iTunes or whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Because uh, that does really help to to bring new people to the show. So thank you very much to everyone who has done that. And the only other thing to say is that we do have other podcasts, including a podcast about films. And we are off now. To, I think we're late, actually. <laughs> we're going to have to rush off to record a new episode of the little film podcast about Bohemian Rhapsody. My life now, Tony, is just editing podcasts. That's all <laughs> I do. I don't know what... Yeah. <laughs> I, you've really dug yourself a deep hole here. <laughs> yeah. I've got to find a way out i've got to come up with some kind of exit strategy because i just edit podcasts what do you do in your spare time oh, yeah, i edit podcasts <laughs> it's a hobby <laughs> well i wouldn't describe it as a hobby at this is point it, is it a chore it's never a chore editing this surely it's a thrill it's a duty it's a privilege it's, a duty. it's an absolute privilege yeah all right well uh yeah on to see the next one <laughs> on to the next one see you in a minute uh, and we'll see all the listeners very soon stay in school everyone bye-bye for now cheery Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.